Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 275 with a review of Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This time, you know, maybe not the latest film review, but, you know, we're catching up on a film that came out last week uh, while we were off recording our crazy year-end uh, extravaganza. So check the feeds for that long-ass episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, some things on that our, our top five list might surprise you. So... Yeah, I think we were all generally surprised by... uh, (laughs) By your list. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean by uh, our number one picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you guys guys weren't surprised by mine because you were pretty... (laughs) No, it wasn't wasn't surprising in that sense, but like it was surprising in the fact that like I thought it was going to be at least two other movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although it made sense when it happened. But like I, I didn't think Steven would pick the movie that he picked for number one at all. So yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't seen it yet, and I'd heard good things about it, but I didn't even know I didn't even know he had seen it. Right, um, neither did I. So so, but um, it, but it was I, definitely a lot of good stuff in our in our picks. I will I will say because I I usually try to listen to what uh, the intro for each episode is like to like what you know, gets chosen as the music or whatever. I will say that intro for the year-end uh, review was, I think that should be the intro to every review now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's it's an awesome intro. Um, the Have you seen the, the video that it's from over no. Joe Blow? It's, uh, it's the final cut. Um, it is the year-end recapping video that they put up over at Joe Blow, which shows just, it's basically oh. just clips of all the stuff that's come out. I yeah. thought that it was something that you had thrown together. No, no, no. I, I was I was planning on doing something like that, but I couldn't I couldn't find five point one trailers on the internet that I could like remove the center channel and get dialogue only for. Mm. Um so I like that's exactly what I wanted to do and I couldn't and then all of a sudden I came across that video and was like, Holy crap, this is uh, awesome and I used it. So there, there's attribution at the end of the episode, and there's a link in the show notes uh, for people to go check out the actual video because the real thing is awesome. It's like eight minutes long, um, but it, it's it's pretty badass. Yeah, because I was like, we should definitely throw in some others, like you know, time will erase everything. Or something. <laughs> no, yeah, I would I would love to do that. And actually, for for stuff that you know, like after the years are passed and everything's out on DVD, that might be something that I can actually throw together and do something um once i have like access to the real the real source and everything like that so yeah who knows or maybe you know maybe a fan of the show can do something cool (laughs) and then we can use that and that's always that's always a uh a thing that can happen hint hint fans out there listening right now who have skills (laughs) yes fan edit skills with a z yeah yeah Skill, skills with a Z, like the skills in Paranormal Activity, the March Right, ones. the paranormal hunting skills. This is uh, this is the first movie of the new year. As as always, you know, uh, typical now of the first week of, of the year is uh, we get, you know, some kind of horror movie. Yeah. Was it Texas Chainsaw last year? Yeah, and the year before that was um, The Devil Inside. Gotcha. So it's starting to become like the new 
uh, dumping ground for <laughs> found footage and or bad horror movies. Well, everybody's been stacking them up in October, obviously. So it's yeah. like everybody's like, well, we'll just push it back a little bit till uh, January and hopefully get some people in there. And since we didn't get a Paranormal Activity movie last Halloween, we're now getting it January. But aren't, aren't we also getting Paranormal Activity 5 this year, too? Yeah. Um, in October, yeah. So it's weird how they're like they're sticking everything in because clearly the marked ones isn't isn't completely a spinoff because it's I I'm assuming it's supposed to be canon considering where this film goes towards the end of it. Right. I mean, um, it's a spinoff in a sense, but yeah, it's still connected to the other films. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it it's less of a spinoff, but it's definitely uh, you know. So it's you know it's within the same universe and we got different characters. Yeah, it's, it's in but the same I, universe. I it like directly it, I, applies to everything that's in the other films, but it yeah. kind of is expanding the universe to show um, that there are more people than just maybe the families that we've been following through the franchise so far. I mean, that it almost have a connection. Yeah, it almost feels like that they wanted to have like the fifth one out last Halloween, but like didn't make it in time, so they kind of like threw this one together. Which is weird, because don't they shoot these things in, like, two weeks? I, I, you'd think so. Like, they usually shoot it, like, over the summer, and it comes out, you know, in October. Yeah, I thought they, like, started them in September and then released them in October. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, that's, yeah, that they, they do them pretty quickly. But uh, maybe they decided to do this one first, because the next one will tie in somehow. Well, you you know what's funny, too? Like, I mean, w- obviously, we've been with this franchise since the beginning this is technically the fifth film in the series um and they all take place here in california like right around where we're all from uh but like somehow people walking into this fifth film don't realize that they all take place in carlsbad because um in the scene like you know this one starts and i forget what the name of the the city this one's in uh oxnard so it's like we're we're like above la we're like a little we're still in socal but yeah, so so this this one's a there, a little bit of ways. But like when there's a point in the film where they reference Carlsbad, and yeah. I'm seeing it here in San Marcos, which is you know pretty close to Carlsbad, and like everybody, like as soon as it was like, oh, this, this girl down in Carlsbad, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh hell no, nah. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh like oh now it got real. And I'm like, yeah. you remembered that this is the fifth in a series, and they all take place in Carlsbad, right? So or San Diego, like they yeah. in in San Diego County, like they're all in the same location. Yeah, so it was just it was just funny to me that everybody had that reaction because, like, I guess nobody knew where the hell the first yeah. place was. So oh like, no, the, oh. except for the last one, the fourth one was in like Nevada. Okay, it was like in the suburb of Vegas or something. But other than that, like, yeah, but yeah, all, it, it, it was just funny place. to me how how it worked out that way because yeah it was like okay i guess people, they just forget i don't i don't know i don't know it could, it, I could mean, I mean, it could have been this is some people's first times uh entering into possibly. this area i mean if you're still getting duped by the fact that this is real uh i guess good for you well i mean it, it's i i think that there there is a kind of a cool element to it if you like to get in the mood and get scared to to think that it happened just next door to where you are I don't think those people are are thinking that it's real, but they're being suddenly more freaked out because it's supposed to be where they are. So it, it's like I'm I'm fine with them being like if if it was the title and it was their town and they freaked out, I'm totally fine with that. It's just that by this yeah. point in time, not like 
forgetting that that's where it's supposed to take place and then suddenly being reminded of it and then freaking out is, is, is strange to me. Yeah, I mean, they should know by now that we're, that this place, these movies take place primarily in Southern California. Yeah. And yeah. Um, although I do remember, and I think you said it too, when the first movie came out and it says like San Diego, like there, there were people who thought that it was like some kind of thing where depending on where you lived, it had like a different well, that, 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 that was the first thing that I was curious about. Yeah. Um, because I, I was like, that would be genius if they did that. Um, but I didn't have a way of knowing if that wasn't the case because I hadn't seen it anywhere other than here. So that's why I asked you. Yeah. yeah, that was me. Because I asked you if it if it still said where it was. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah. And I, but I, I know some other people who thought like it was that way too. Yeah. But so. p- part of it also was because it was, it was a limited it was a smaller release and you were they, they were doing that whole request it in your area thing right yeah so it made sense they could literally send they digital prints it. to all those locations yeah. um with the uh, whatever town it was on it but they also did the thing at the beginning of the first one where like it started not, not only with the location but started by saying like we would like to thank the you know Carlsbad Police Department or whatever it was right, for yeah. releasing this footage or something like that so um they, they were definitely pushing the this is totally real type thing. Yeah, the documentary aspect of it, yeah. But, yeah, so what do you say we get into this review, Carson? All right. All right, let's take a look at the trailer for, or take a listen, because I don't know how much dialogue is in this trailer because I haven't watched it recently. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's take a listen to the trailer for Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, and then jump into the review. Why do you have a bat in the back seat? In this hood, you don't know. What are you doing? You got a camera. Oh, run, 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 Black magic stuff. Hey, she's got pictures of you. How does she have pictures of you? Dude, I had craziest dreams. Check it out. What is that? It looks like a like a bite or something. I've been getting this weird feeling. Have you guys ever felt like something's just watching you? You got change? Yeah, I got change. Here, don't point the camera at them. What's up? What's up, man? Hey, back there. Hey, get my back. What's that, man? How did you do that? I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't remember. Jesse, what's wrong with them? I feel like I'm losing time. What the hell is happening to me? Katie, and that's Christy, my stepmother. So they possess Christy and then Katie. The ones that are marked, they become the permanent hosts. So what's gonna happen to him? He won't be Jesse anymore. Where did he go? Sorry. 
Okay, so that was the trailer for Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. It is a sort of offshoot story from the line that we've been getting in the recent Paranormal Activity films, and it involves, you know, a young dude who uh, starts to have some weird things happen surrounding him um, after they kind of are looking into this crazy neighbor they have in their little uh, complex they live in. Obviously. And, uh, you know, there is some shenaniganry that is taking place that is, you know, a bit paranormal, and some weird marks that are appearing on people who might be the marked ones. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a bunch of rambly things. It's pointing out certain things that happen in this film. But uh, Carson, I think we, you and I were both huge fans of the first three films, a little less so of the fourth. But uh, how does this film fit into the huge series now as it's becoming? And uh, what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, like the fourth one was like really terrible. And uh, in hindsight, uh, I think the second one may not stand up as well as it did, like on first viewing. Um, okay. Yeah, because I'd be, I wonder, it'd be interesting to see like how the movies hold up after a while. But I mean, yeah, like I, I thought that, I thought that they crafted like a pretty good trilogy out of a movie that didn't really plan on having any sequels made to it and you know then we got the fourth one and it was immediately like the saw effect where it's like we're beating a dead horse um and when i you know heard about this spinoff movie again it just felt like all right it's done like we should just move on guys um and also it felt just it just felt really kind of uh like it was pandering really hard to their demo audience because i mean i mean it's not you know it's not a joke or it's not anything that's uh it's fact that these movies played really well in the uh latino demographic like that's the audience the majority of the audience that makes up these movies right. um so the fact that like they're making a spinoff with you know characters uh latino characters that are you know it's directly marketed and aimed at them and i kind of thought that like you know it's like they're 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 getting this movie and like they don't even realize that like they're just being taken advantage of but uh <laughs> uh that's exactly what they're doing and uh because because you know like i mean it, it it's gonna sound it sounds terrible but you know there's someone they they were in a you know a pitch room somewhere going like how can we get as many of the families in this movie as we can like they 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 were trying to get them in there and it's funny how this movie didn't open nearly it, it was like the worst opening of any paranormal activity movie like even lower than the fourth one which was pretty low for like the the series but the, but uh, the first three all came out on halloween didn't they and then right the fourth one came out in like november or something no it was, no. Off, it was off no they they all they've all come out in october around halloween and now this is the first one that you know hasn't been released in october so maybe there was that feeling of like you know who wants to see a horror movie in january uh but you know then again they've obviously found success with horror movies on the first weekend in january so i feel like you know you know maybe the starting to get franchise fatigue but uh it is interesting to think that like this is probably the like 
in terms of like acting like this is like the strongest paranormal activity movie that's been made like i, I feel like character wise the two character the two main friends that were given in this movie way more charismatic and interesting and fun to watch than uh any of the previous characters that that have been uh you know front and center in these movies like i feel like that uh as like you know kind of the build-up which generally you know these movies are all just build up build up build up and then something crazy happens at the end um i feel like you know that kind of formula was starting to wear thin by especially by the fourth one and the fact that like we've kind of got it spiced up a little bit with at least the actors being funny and uh doing stuff that like we can you know that'll entertain us as you know the minutes go by before all the spooky stuff happens um i thought that the characters here you know much more relatable than like you know just some white girl some stupid white teenager just going like, oh, like there's ghosts or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I applaud them for that. Like I, I, you know, like I said, I saw the trailer for this and I was like, this is going to just be like another slog to sit through. And I, you know, was pleasantly surprised that, you know, I, for the most part was not bored. Like obviously toward the end of the film, I mean, the characters have to make some pretty stupid choices in order for the movie to go where it needs to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's indicative to all of these movies. Like, the characters end up making some pretty stupid choices. And um, I think, uh, you know, by the time the third act hits in this movie, uh, it, it, it goes pretty, uh, it gets pretty standard. Like, it, you know, it kind of goes into that mode of like, all right, well, shit's about to hit the fan. This is how it's going to go down. And um, by then, it felt like it was spinning its wheels, you know, and I was starting to kind of get bored. Because, like, once all the the spooky stuff happened, it was like, again, it's like we've, we've seen this before. And, yeah. uh, but I did, I did like the fact that, you know, I really uh, applaud them for getting, like, good characters this time around. And I think that that's what elevated this, you know, in my mind to at least something that was more than just uh, like the last one just felt like, all right, this is like we're putting it out so we can have it out to, you know, to have a a new movie out or whatever and and cash in. Um, Yeah, because I I think that uh, by the end, there's, uh, there's obviously some things that, that link up this with the other films and like it's kind of fun like to see but then like it's also in kind of like how like i think it was like saw five where they like went back to the first saw and was like while this was happening this was really happening you're just kind of like really like this is like so much stuff that you know was never intended but uh you know i don't you know i'm not really just how I'm not really that invested in the series anymore. So, like, if they want to go back and, you know, F with stuff, like, I don't really care. So it was, like, you know, it was, like, kind of a fun thing to see. But overall, uh, I mean, I will say it was an improvement from the last one. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely uh, agree that it's an improvement over uh, the fourth film. Um, 
and I, I, I also agree with you uh, with your character statements with regards to the fourth one. Um, but on the whole, I still think that in the first, second, and even the third, um, that those characters are not necessarily more interesting or entertaining, but they feel more authentic. They feel less like people playing characters and more like real people to me. Um, and I found them in their own right very, very interesting. Like they weren't necessarily like, oh yeah, those are cool buddies that I'd like to follow for a long time. But it um, just their interactions with what was going on, uh, just they they seem like real people to me. And these these characters in this film feel a little bit more character-y. Um, obviously the two the two main male leads they they're they're good their acting's decent like they have a good uh, rapport with each other and they feel authentic like friends their their friend that girl I thought she was horrible in this film um like any time well, I mean, she wasn't in it that a whole lot but, but I will I but every think time that... she was in it though like when she's like oh my god that is scary that is so <laughs> freaky how did that happen like it it was. I mean, she was no worse than any of the other uh, she, dude, characters she, in this franchise. Her her reactions to anything, she, like anytime she had to react to something, like if she was like, oh no, like if she was concerned for somebody, she was totally fine. But anytime she was supposed to react, honestly, like I totally didn't just read that this was about to happen in a script. It it always felt really false. Like I was like, I, why I, is she on screen? Yeah, but I mean, the majority of the time we're spending with the two dudes, and I felt like they were very natural. Like I I I felt like that they were real people. I, they, yeah, they they were they were natural and they were funny, but like they they're they're clearly um they're uh they are ignorant to the dangers of paranormal stuff. <laughs> like, no, but I I think that was a good approach. Like I I don't know. Like I I like that you know that idea but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I i think like in the first movie yeah like the the characters i know a lot of people like criticize like the dude in that and he was a dick and it's like i was fine with it because like i felt like that's just how his character was well no um, but being ignorant to what's happening around you is different than completely acknowledging there's some paranormal shit going down but being like i'm gonna yeah. have fun with this but i but i think that like yeah, no, but I think that, like, the characters in, like, 2, 3, and 2 and 3, they kind of blend together. 4, obviously, the characters are terrible. They, well, you know, they're in, just, in, like, cardboard cutouts. They blend together in those films because they're literally the same family and the same yeah, people I know, at different like, ages. No one really has any kind of, like, flair, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, to me, if I had to relate to someone, I'd probably relate most to these guys in this one because, like, they... They kind of have like an oblivious nature to it and like they're doing stuff with like the power i guess that i, f- I feel like mo- some people would do like I- at least I-, I like that they kind of approached it that way yeah no th- there there were some things that i genuinely really um thought were pretty great touches in in this film like their their new version of the ouija board i thought was was oh, yeah. hilarious and pretty it, it was done very well and I was very happy with that um, as a like as an element to progressing the story along um, I, th- I think for me like I, I enjoyed the characters I I, I started I for the first uh, two-thirds about of this film maybe three-quarters of the film um, I really I really really liked it I thought they were doing something really interesting uh, they were they were it, it was a great way to kind of offshoot it while kind of staying in in line with what was going on and keeping it at least loosely enough connected that it sort of made sense yeah i think the 
like I don't think we really go any like so as you know like okay so little bit of spoilers for past parts of the series um one of the themes going through the entire series is that that for whatever reason whatever these this group of people is that are interacting with these entities they need firstborn children and all the progressions are um females in a line of family that have yet to produce a firstborn child and in the first one, that's not completely in play, uh, but in the second one, we kind of learned that it was her sister who had just given birth to her firstborn. Um, was there, it was a firstborn male. Firstborn white male, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so she, had, the sister had just given, born to, just given birth to her firstborn male, which is the first in like a, several generations in which a male child... And so she was the one that was being possessed, but they, they basically um, f- kind of discover that that's sort of what's happening. And they do this ritual with, that transfor- that transfers the entity to her sister, and that explains why we get the entity in the first film. Um, and then obviously everything goes crazy in there, and uh, the girl from the first film takes the, the child, and you know that, that has... And then in the third film, we see how this sort of originally started way back in time. And, yeah, um, back when they were children. And that's all maintaining this this similar line. In here, though, in this film, we're getting presented with two separate firstborns, and like it's there. This film isn't doing anything with that idea. Like in in, in the in the first film, we don't need to question what is going to happen with the firstborns. We just need to know that that's why they're being targeted. So like the whole haunting is because of they're waiting for this firstborn child and they all end before that child has reached adulthood. So it's like, there's not really a, we don't need to question why it's happening or what the entity wants with the children. We just know that they need those children for some reason. And in this film, we're seeing people who are sort of experiencing that at an older age where they've reached maturity. Um, And I don't think the film ever presents what the point is. But it's like you're starting at a point, it's almost like if you watched like the entire, it's like if you get to the end of Desolation of Smog and Smaug and you have no idea why the the dwarves want to take, like there's no explanation for why they want to take that mountain. There's like, we'll just go into the place with the dragon and fight the dragon yeah. for no, for fun. It's like, well, why are you, like a lot of people are going to die for you to be able to take this mountain and if you don't explain why that mountain's important to you, then it's sort of like, well, what's the point of what's going on? So it's like the film is it's picking up on beats the other ones to make sure it aligns with the canon of those stories, but then it's not really doing anything or presenting more information. So it's kind of it's kind of confusing at what they're trying to do. Um, I think I think we'll definitely have to talk about uh, do a little mini spoilers because the ending I think. I just I had some comments about that, the yeah. the, the final sequence. Um, yeah, we can do a short one, but I, yeah. I think there's not. But but I'm just saying, like I think uh, this movie really doesn't establish anything new um, on its own. Like I think well, maybe I, I think it, it actually calls into question things that have been previously established. Like I think that ending is a little bit of a retcon. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what their intention is with uh, you know the next one, like where they're going to go off of. But yeah, I mean, as a as this movie right now, not knowing what they're gonna do, I 
I was fine with the way that, you know, they went with it. And, you know, like I said, I'm not as invested anymore, like, with it. I, I feel like this was more in line with the third one, which I thought was more just kind of, like, fun. Um, obviously, the third one was building on uh, the, the mythology there. But uh, yeah, I, I think that... I think more so than the last one, definitely uh, way more fun. Like I, I feel like, like you said, I was on board with it up until the really like you know crazy stuff starts coming to play. Then it gets pretty repetitive because it's yeah. just going through the motions. But and, but I also and, think just the the level of interaction, and it it kind of works story wise because. We're usually seeing, like, like, like I've already said, we're we're usually seeing the entity trying to interact with the people that could possibly produce an offspring that the entity could use, and yeah. in this, we're kind of experiencing the film through the eyes of the entity that, or of the person that the entity could use. So it's yeah. kind of like, so I can't tell whether the the fact that things are happening in this that don't fit, like. The, the films up until now have maintained a sense of, of reality to them to where it's like even when the craziest thing happens it's not like it's it feels authentic like even even with like all the drawers exploding in the kitchen and just like opening real fast like I under like I can in my head I understand that that's objects being manipulated by somebody but like some of the things that are happening in this film seem too far-fetched like they belong in a different type of horror movie than in this like there's there's a there's a scene in particular um that involves a skateboard that sort of was like what the f was that in the movie for um yeah and it's like things like that that kind of uh they're trying to up the ante of what the film is showing without trying to maintain the same level of uh like authenticity if that makes sense yeah, well, I think by now, you know, the the series has gone off into full, full on horror franchise. I mean, the the first movie was definitely had that that realistic feeling, and by you know the sequels, you know, it's you start to get the feeling that this is now you know a movie. Yeah. Uh, and you know, this is. I mean, it's it's funny how, obviously, this is a spinoff, but like it's funny how like closely, it has you know traveled like the trajectory of this series how closely it is to the saw movies because those you know they kept building on this mythology in those movies and it just became like so convoluted and you're just like really it's like the same crap again um but i feel you know it kind of feels like it's going that way obviously the uh the canon here is a little tighter, but um, yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how they are deciding like where this is gonna go. But like, I had no problem with like the the sort of uh, chronicle esque like powers that he got um, because he <laughs> was possessed all of a sudden. Um, like I like I had no problem with that. Like I thought that was a good change of pace, um, you know, and having. You know, like I said, I feel like those characters would totally use it in that way. Um, there's also another sort of uh, horror fantastical element uh, at the very end, which I thought was going to be used differently. But uh, there is something I want to say, spoilers, not just uh, 
that I, I you know I can't say now that I think yeah. might might be where they're going with it, but I don't know. Well, but we can we can have a brief conversation afterwards, but um, yeah, like I the 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 initial chronicle style stuff I thought was really interesting, but I think there's a point to which it doesn't it's it ceases to make sense, and I think without the discovery scenes, um, uh, like the uh, the trust fall scenes, I would like to see how he first discovered that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it would it would make sense if there was something that happened that caused him to realize it, and then he started testing it after that, as opposed to just like I just thought of this ra- randomly and it happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> like because there, what's happening in that scene makes sense in a certain circumstance, um, but outside of the context of like the motivation for the entity to participate in that act is dependent upon what the end result of that act would be if the entity didn't participate and that's my most like that's probably spoilery but it's me trying to be ambiguous about it yeah so i don't know do do you have any non-spoilery things left to to, kind of talk about uh not really i mean there's not a whole lot to to say other than what's already been said all right well uh i i think probably Spoilers are probably be the best way to continue this conversation. So why don't we just get to our verdict and uh, then uh, we can move into spoilers. Yeah. Um, All right. So, Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, a reckon with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I, w- I would give it a wait for rental. Like, I think it's definitely, like I said, an improvement over the last one. And it's the buildup is a lot more uh you know is worth it this time for the characters um and just the characters in general uh is is what kind of elevates this and then you know it starts to go into familiar territory by the end and i think uh you know that's what kind of sets it back sets it back but uh yeah like i i mean as like someone I think, like, by the time, like, Saw 5 rolled around, like, I stopped seeing them in theaters, and I just, you know, got them on Netflix, because I, you know, like, I wasn't, I pretty much had lost interest, but I, like, a part of me was still curious, like, how are they gonna, like, finish this off, you know? Like, how yeah. far are they, how far are they gonna go, you know, in creating, like, more movies? Um, so I feel like, at this point, you know, if you've seen the others, um you know you don't have to go see it in theaters like i i think that like it's totally fine as a rental if you want to check it out uh you know if you're curious and i think you know i think it is worth checking out um just for some of the things that they do um and and how it kind of connects back with the other movies but more so definitely than the fourth one this is like the fourth one you can just completely skip altogether yeah i think for me this is for me personally this is also a a wait for rental i think it's definitely a step in the right direction from the fourth one as you said um but anecdotally based on my audience and this is seeing it like a week or more after it actually released in theaters um i i saw it in a pretty packed house Hmm. and everybody ate this movie up like half the people like the credits ended and everybody like stood up and like everybody's like, whoa, scariest movie of the four or five. And like <laughs> people were like just like super uh, enthusiastic about it. So um, 
if if our opinions on this show are a little harsh to to your taking, um, then um, you know give a bump up uh, to our ratings of Wait for Rental to a probably uh, recommend with a caveat because just general audiences seem to be really enjoying this. I don't know if that's been reflecting in ticket sales at all, but uh, everybody in my <laughs> theater really. loved the crap out of this movie. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny because like when I saw it, there was this guy that walked out and it was just like, "You're never, you're not picking the movie again. That movie sucked." <laughs> well, I, every time I've seen a Paranormal Activity movie, no matter what, even the first one, which I was like loved like, like crazy, um, there's always a dude who says that. Um, oh yeah. And about half the time, that dude is saying it for the first half of the movie, then shuts the hell up when he starts to get scared. Um, but I, I think there's on some level these films are just never going to be enjoyed by certain people um but, but if you're i, I the feel type... like yeah no i think that's true but i feel like when i saw it like most of the people in my theater had a, like a negative reaction when this movie ended gotcha so that's why i thought like oh like it's actually somewhat decent so that's why it didn't make a lot of money yeah maybe the demographic that filled my theater was different than the demographic that filled yours <laughs> i like, don't know um yeah i People, people love the crap out of this, though. That's in my theater, at least. I mean, even if it doesn't make as much money as the others, even if it's like the lowest grossing by far, it's still in the black because these movies cost nothing to make. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're about to get into spoilers. But first, uh, Carson, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Uh, People can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. Follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning to figure out when the episodes go live or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. You can get a hold of us directly by sending an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or by leaving a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Um, no clue what music's going to be playing because uh, these films don't have soundtracks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we are going to play some sort of music here. And then when the music fades out, we're going to come back with full-blown spoilers just to talk about a few things towards the end of the film. And, uh, yeah, if you're not going to stick with us, then thanks for listening. Everyone else who's seen it already, we'll catch you in spoilers. Bye. This is spoiler territory. We're going to be giving away big elements of this film. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll probably want to take off and go see it or not go see it. But either way, spoilers coming. So Carson, what was the thing that you specifically wanted to mention? Well, one thing was I I feel like this is the first time in in these movies where someone had the right idea by taking uh, a shotgun and a machine gun to go investigate the ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, seeing some uh, witches get blown away by a shotgun, uh, pretty entertaining. Yeah, I mean, my audience was in full erupted laughter. Um, (laughs) I'm assuming it's supposed to be played for humor, just the way the body's ragdoll, but 
It right. seemed like a weird. It's it sort of felt out of place. Well, anyway, I think the what I was gonna say was, uh, well, first of all, now I was under the impression, and oh, you can back me up or not, but uh, that house that they go to at the end, that was supposed to be the house from the third one, right? The grandma's house with like, yeah, yeah, that's the house the, from the third one where okay. like the midwives or whatever yeah, do their the, rituals. The coven, yeah, that, that's what I figured. Um, so. Uh, with that in mind, I kind of had this feeling because uh, they said because the whole throughout the whole movie, like they're saying that the neighbor that lived below them was a witch and blah, blah, blah. And um, so I have a feeling, you know, there's a there's a reference to like, oh, they want to make some like witch army or whatever. Uh, so I have a feeling that maybe by the time the next one comes out we'll learn that like there's all these different like sections or you know factors of like witches and they all kind of on the west coast i guess and they all kind of get together in certain locations one of them being uh that house from the third movie um i don't know that was my understanding of it that like they're they're trying to build up that like you know, this is a lot bigger than just, you know, one neighborhood or whatever. Uh, so that's why, like, I kind of just forgave or, I don't know, didn't even really think about the fact that, you know, okay, this guy is a firstborn, but he's, like, 18, you know. So I don't know, like, different witches for different folks, you know. <laughs> well, okay, so... In, so... In the first two films, we sort of get the idea that somebody in the girl's family line had, like, made a deal with, like, Bakul or something and right. had caused this this entity to be present in their family lineage leading to um, to a firstborn male being born. Um, and in the third, we sort of realized that uh, this had been their... their grandmother or something like that and then in that third movie she brings the girls to the house and basically performs the ritual on them to add them to the line since she didn't produce any males um and in the fourth one we are following people that are interacting with the child hunter which is the one that was born in the second film um happening in parallel with the first um so like because we get in the third this introduction to this this group of people that is doing this to multiple people obviously like i'm fine with that being the case that they're being able to be multiple people like i don't think it needs to be isolated to one group um because anybody can be making these similar deals and cause their line to be sort of in this curse thing for me um the comment i was basically saying about how i don't get what the entities want with these firstborn males because it seems like Obviously, their friend. Um, what was the friend's name that commits suicide? Uh oh yeah, like Oscar. I think his name. Yeah. So so Oscar. We'll just call him Oscar. If it was something else, who cares? Um, but this Oscar character, like, he obviously was further down the line of being possessed by whatever the entity it is. If right. the entity is able to stop the main character from doing a trust fall and hitting the ground how was the guy able to commit suicide off a building without the entity stopping him from hitting the ground? Like, it doesn't make sense what 
exactly was going on there and like why why Oscar had enough agency over himself to be able to kill himself to try to prevent whatever was happening with the being or if it was because he never embraced it like the way that our main mm. character did maybe that was the difference but it, it's it's just not quite clear what's going on and what the entity needs out of the people and what the entity wants to do once like in a classic uh, demonic tale generally what happens is somebody is possessed long enough for the demon to take hold of the person enough to enter into our world like whether it's through a child being born that would literally be like the son of the devil or for them to just possess a person to the point where that person is completely gone and it's just the demon who's left in our world. Either way, there's usually some story of a person trying to break or a, a, an entity trying to break through from beyond and come into our world to do whatever they want to do here, whether it's just live and have a family or, um, you know, like wreak all havoc or try to turn people to the dark side or whatever the hell the problem is. Yeah. In this, we don't really get that at all. And maybe this is just s setting it up so that the spinoff can continue and then we might get more information later. But there's just something that doesn't really jive with me that looks like you're establishing, like you're entering into a series that already has a pre-defined uh, lore and each film builds on that lore. And it seems like this is almost a step backwards because it continues after that built-on lore but doesn't do anything with it. So... That kind of bugged me a little bit with, um, like, I enjoyed what was happening in the interaction of the characters, but really the key to these films is building upon the mythology and allowing me to buy into that, and this film doesn't do anything with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and obviously I just didn't really care. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying, though, and I feel like they... I think are setting it up for future movies. Yeah. But I, I mean, I just really wasn't all that like as of now, I'm not really all that invested in it anymore. Like I, I could care less where it ends up. Well, but, I, I, uh, I would like it to end with a film that is my favorite of the entire series. Like that would be awesome. I, mean, I like I said, I'm still going to keep watching them because it's like it's like the saw movies like i have a curious interest as to where they are trying to to go with it you know yeah how far will they go with it because eventually i mean it will run out of steam so yeah i mean i feel like some of these questions are valid for sure i mean but i i think that they could be explained like you said i mean it's probably that's probably one of the reasons why, like, the dude could kill himself because, like, he just didn't, like, have fun with it or whatever. Um, <laughs> he didn't try to do all these over-staring rails. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, those things, I don't know. I don't know if the, they're going to come back to it, maybe. But I, I think the I think the idea the grand in the grand scheme of things is to have, like, all these factions of witches and it's eventually going to culminate in you know, some kind of reveal that, you know, they're all planning like this huge, you know, world ending demonic event or something. I don't know. Well, let's comment real fast on the ending because you had something to say about that. And I definitely have something to say about it, too. So so the at the end we have um, it, earlier in the film, we see a drawing in a little sketchbook of this demonic door, which supposedly can link to other unholy places. 
and uh, right. as as the friend of our main character is trying to flee from him, he steps through the door and comes out in the house of the first film right at the scene where right at the end of the movie. Yeah, where she walks down the stairs, gets a knife, screams. Uh, Micah or Mika runs down and she stabs him to death. Uh, right. So, what, and that all and that was you know if people who saw the first one remember that all happened off camera. Yeah, yeah. Right. So what what is your what 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 was the comment you wanted to make about this scene? Well, the first comment I was going to say was the the door. I thought that was a interesting. I thought that was a cool inclusion. Um, I thought he was just going to open it and step right into hell. <laughs> and I was like, "That's gonna be this is gonna be awesome." But then when he showed up in in a house, and you know he comes around in the living room, I was like, "Oh, I see what they did here." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and and like I said, I mean, like, okay, like that's cool. Again, it's like they are. I mean, I have to give like the the people credit. I mean, because there is a certain amount of creativity that goes into creating a series you know based off a movie that was not ma- meant to have a series you know yeah I, I mean they they are definitely utilizing like aspects of the first movie and you know playing with it and it's like okay like i i can i can see that but as to like you know was i all like oh shit like i, I just was kind of like oh, okay like that was cute but you know it wasn't anything where i was uh I don't know, like, I don't know, like, how that, like, affects everything else. Like, I don't know, you know. I I was just kind of like, oh, all right, like, that's how they, I guess that's how they're really going to connect it back to the other movies. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I'm I'm fine with the idea of the door existing. I'm fine with him stepping through the door and coming out in the house. I don't like the time travel aspect of it. Like, because th- these films aren't supposed to be happening in parallel, right? uh yeah i don't think so because yeah no because it in the beginning of this one it said it was supposed to be 2012 and the first movie is supposed to take place in like 2006 or whatever yeah so like i like i would have been totally like i think what they did is they wanted the door to enter the unholy place being the house in the original but they figured people wouldn't get it unless she was there so they kind of i think they have to um do something they, well they they had to include like that scene where she comes down the stairs yeah because i i think having the door and having him exit in that house is enough like done period on it that works because you've communicated that there was some unholy thing that the entities could pass freely between the house that the parents were there and the house of where the the daughters had lived like that would that totally is fine. I was completely on board. But once that scene came into place, I couldn't tell if it was like a weird retcon and they had like changed the meaning of it. Like what was going on? Um, it just, for some reason it kind of bothered me and I wasn't really sure what. Well, I mean, it, it just, it kind of raises more questions. Like I, I think that, I think that it's fine that they, they wanted to do that. Obviously they introduced the element that, kind of connected those things uh and having it be like that final scene i was like all right i'm fine with that like whatever but then like the last shot of this movie is katie turning off the camera so did they like hide that body like did they put it back through the door 
I mean, because obviously, like, we know that the cops show up uh, at the end of the first one. Yeah, she walks back sta- upstairs and then, like, throws... Well, well like, she doesn't she throw... She throws Mika at the camera, right? Well, yeah, I mean, well, depending on, like, in the original version, yeah, she, like... She kills Mika, and then she's like, she stands there in the room for like a day, and then the cops show up and shoot her. Yeah, that's right. Um, she's like rocking back and forth against the bed, and then they shoot right. her. But then in the yeah, in the one but that didn't the, air theatrically. Yeah, the one they changed the ending, and so the one that that aired theatrically was her throwing him against the camera, and then she just walks in the room, and kind of like rah, like scary face at the camera, right as she turns it off, but. But you you get the fact obviously from, you know, that little like a uh, note that they put in the beginning of the movie, like thanking the police. We're, we're under the you know we're under the impression that they were the ones who found the tape or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, so did they find the other tape? From yeah, they would have to. Yeah, like from the 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 kid. Like I don't know. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, did the did uh jesse or whatever the did he like take the body and like back to you know the house the other house like who what like that's the thing is just like what is it and then there's also that shot in the in this movie earlier earlier in the movie where i think they're at like the neighbor's house right and she's got like a whole like box of vhs tapes and yeah. like one of them is labeled like katie and christy or whatever the yeah, sister yeah, yeah. was so it's like, okay, like, you know, how does, why does she have all these tapes? Well, I mean, if she's part of that same group, the coven, like, yeah. that that makes sense that she would have documents of. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, she'd just be storing, I don't know, it just seemed. But it, it just seems weird that it wouldn't be, like, that it's in her apartment and not, like, at the grandma's house, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, but, it, it was definitely, there. there's definitely a sense that they were trying the, as much as they could to link all these things. without necessarily paying like literally actually that kind of makes me feel even worse about it because they literally have one reference to each of the the three films yeah because the the daughter from the second one shows up and that she's like the you know in like a typical horror movie she's like the vincent d'onofrio in this movie yeah telling them about bagul (laughs) um and you know in the shadow world or whatever uh but yeah like you know her and i honestly totally i was like who's ali ray like i didn't even remember but then once i i put two and two together once i saw she was in the second one i was like oh that's right like yeah she was at like some summer camp or whatever and came home to find everyone dead yeah uh but yeah they so like the fact that like she's all like the the go-to information person in this movie I was like, all right, that's fine. Like they're again, that's like another like they're trying to like call back to uh, a previous film. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see for Paranormal Activity Five, the actual numbered one. I guess so. Yeah. See where they see where they go. Who knows? Cool. Well, uh, I think I'm all tapped out on things to talk about. So, you got any last thoughts? Uh, no. Just right. yeah. All right. Well, uh, then I guess we will say goodbye to everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you're still with us, and uh, we will catch you next time. Peace.